Welcome back to Ravel Radio for episode two. Oh my God, I feel like such a newbie with a whole two episodes under my belt. It is really hard to take myself seriously or imagine that anyone else will, especially since I'm so not a planner and am just putting this shit together in whatever way feels good in the moment. But maybe that's okay. In fact, maybe that's the point. Is it possible we're taking ourselves too seriously? Or perhaps worrying way too much about what the right way is to market? Or do anything else in our business or lives, for that matter? I think perhaps there is no right way. And we're about to find out. Because today's conversation is with Deanna Seymour. Deanna, or Dee Dee if you're feeling froggy, is a digital marketing strategist and host of the podcast F That, Breaking the Rules of Online Business. As you might infer, that's what our discussion revolves around today. Deanna knows the power of creativity, fun, and letting your freak flag fly when it comes to marketing your business. Whether she's hosting an online co-working sesh or helping a client get over their fear of being on camera, Deanna uses humor and empathy to build a community that helps people feel seen, heard, and ultimately more comfortable in their own skin so they can have more fun getting in front of their perfect fit clients. When she's not working with clients, she delights in calling out sleazy marketing tactics, hanging with the fam, or sneaking in some really crappy reality TV. And I'm with you, Didi. I'm glad it's not just me who gets sucked into that smut. Before we get into this, I want to clarify that we're talking about having more fun and breaking the rules of online business because that's what we need to do to stand out. If we blindly follow what everyone else does and prescribes, we end up with a watered down version of our brand that leaves us invisible and burned out. There is a better way, and Didi's going to help us out by sharing how she approaches her own marketing so it's authentic, fun, and effective. And one more thing, if you like this conversation and want to support your fellow Raveler, that's Didi, consider sharing her with a friend via text or rating and reviewing Ravel Radio so we can get more earballs on her business. You could even share it wherever you hang out on social. Just saying, a rising tide lifts all boats. And with that, I give you Didi. Welcome to Ravel Radio. I'm your host, Kara Steinman, relationship marketing expert and founder of the Ravel Collective. We're an online community where service-driven women entrepreneurs build friendships that lead to high-quality referrals without the hustle. Join us for candid conversations where we call bullshit on all the shoulds that keep us isolated and overwhelmed while we explore creative ways to build a business that aligns with our values, supports our well-being, and lets us make a positive impact without sacrificing ourselves in the process. Okay, so okay. here we are. <laughs> Dee Dee's coming down with something. I'm out of breath. I just got back from a boxing class, but yeah. she's here. We're here. And thank you, Dee Dee Seymour. Um, we're going to talk about marketing today and all the things, the shoulds, that we are faced with as women entrepreneurs. So Didi, how did you end up in marketing and with the F That podcast? You're a little bit of a rebel. I want to know. I am a little bit of a rebel. Um, Let's see. I guess I ended up in marketing a little bit because my whole life I've been an artist and an art teacher. And so the visual side of any sort of business has always been what I gravitate towards. Um, And so there's that. Plus, I think I'm just naturally, let me just toot my own horn and say, I think naturally I'm a pretty good writer. 
Um, and so I feel like, boom, now you have like social media is like where I ended up, you know, I was like visuals and captions, like, here we go. I'm going to do help people with social media, which it has evolved from that a little bit, I think. Um, I will say your email is one of the only ones I actually read because I kind of loathe email these days, but I like reading yours because it's so it, like, I can picture you saying the things it's so much of your personality in there. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. That makes me very happy. Um, I love writing them. I think if you like, that's my whole thing too, is like, if you just do the things you really like to do and sometimes feel good. Yeah. And then it's like, it makes a better product. I think sometimes we forget (laughs) that people have to like our content. Like not only do we have to make it, but it has to, and I feel like the word serve people always say, oh, it's going to serve. You got to serve, 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 which a lot of people here teach, teach, teach. And um, it doesn't always have to be teaching. It could just be that it's like a really fun, well-written email. It serves like serve somebody by just like being a break in their, in their day. And they're like, oh, this is fun. Like fun could be how you serve people or pep talks or whatever is your thing. Um, do you feel like, do you feel like the energy you put into something affects whether or not someone's going to connect with it or not? Like if you have a, if you have a bad attitude while you're doing something, do you think it's just going to maybe not come off that well? Yeah. You know, I think, I think that is true. I'm automatically, I was like, no, because sometimes I make the funniest real housewife uh, reels and they don't get that many likes, but it's because maybe (laughs) I'm a little too niche in my humor sometimes, but I, then I'm thinking, oh, when I tried to have a Facebook group, cause like, I don't know, it was probably like five years ago, six years ago. Everybody's like, you got to have a Facebook group. If you're going to have an online business, like you got to have a Facebook group. So I was like, okay, I got to have a Facebook group. And I just didn't love it. Like, I've never been a huge fan of Facebook. I wasn't even on MySpace. Like, I had a craft business that was kind of on MySpace. So it's like, I sort of like, uh, what am I trying to say? Said no to social media for a while. Like, I just don't, it's not my favorite thing, which is funny that I am help people with social media a lot. And I'm on it more than I probably want to be now. But Facebook has never been my jam. And a Facebook group was never really my jam but I tried to host one. And so I just kept trying all these things like, okay, maybe if I compartmentalize and I'm like Monday motivation, like Tuesday tips, or I forget what I kept trying, but I was, it, I wasn't into it and I, it fell flat. Like it didn't work. I was just doing it to do it. And I think sometimes if you are only doing something to check it off your list, when it comes to content, like I have to, you and I were talking about bookkeeping the other day yeah. <laughs> and I'm like really impressed with myself for like, trying 2023 to do my bookkeeping. That's something I have to do. And like, who cares if it's like my heart's in it? My heart is not in it, y'all. I don't like it, but I'm doing it. But when it comes to content and something you want people to engage in and enjoy, if you don't like it, I think it's, it's hard to make something. It's hard to make something people will enjoy that you're not enjoying while you're making it. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. And I think it's really interesting that we as women are, we're so inclined to look outside of ourselves for the answers. And maybe that's, we've been conditioned out of looking into our intuition to figure out what feels good. It's like, we're looking online for the list of things that's going to get us exposure in our business. And because of that, we're just running ourselves ragged. Like I got to be on LinkedIn and I got to be on Instagram and I got to do this. And I totally disagree. And I feel like you do too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just actually, I just wrote an email about this. Like I'm getting sucked back in. I quit, I quit all social media. Like, okay, so my business journey was like, I'm going to do online, I'm going to have an online business and I'm going to help people grow their business. I wasn't 100% sure how. I was like, what can I do? I can make 
websites. I can help people take better photos because I have a, my degree is in art education and photography. So I was like, maybe that could be my angle, like whatever. But at that point, I was trying to follow all the rules. I was spending money on courses. I was doing everything I was supposed to do, everything I should do. And I hated it. <laughs> I hated it all. And I was like, who am I? What am I doing? I I feel like I had downloaded so many PDFs and taken so many courses that my creative brain had no more voice. Like there was no space left for my own voice. And I thought, well, this is what I have to do to make this work is just like suppress that and do what the people tell me to do because they're successful and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm only an art teacher. You mean all the polished, like six figure funnel launch people on Instagram that are like, just do this and you're going to make six figures next week. Yeah. It's like the secret. Yeah. I'm like, I need the secret. Give it to me. I need it. Yeah. It's easy to fall into though. Like, and I think like I come from a a writing background, right? So I, I was a content writer for so long that when I realized I don't want to write anymore, I still find myself like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast because it feels good. I want to talk to people, but I also need to transcribe that and turn it into a blog for the website for SEO and this and that. And I'm like, but I like, if I really am honest with myself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Yes. I, I, yes. There's always something else you could be doing. Like even before we hit record, you were like, don't worry, we're not going to record this. And it's like, some people would be like, why aren't you recording it? You got to put it on YouTube oh, you mean the video? search engine. Yeah. Like a video. Yeah. Oh, and that thought crossed my mind. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I really should read. I mean, I'm work smarter, not harder. Right. I should put this on YouTube, but like, I don't want to do that. I don't yeah. want to make everybody come like, just come as you are. Then we all have to get dressed up and then I have to worry about my hair and I can't just run home from the boxing class and just hop on here with my face all red and be like, Hey, <laughs> well, and you have to do it. Like, so if, if you did everything, everybody says you're supposed to do like with a podcast, for example, You have to record a podcast, then you have to edit it and you're going to have to like record it intro. You're going to have to like, you know, add whatever transition, like do, do all that. Then you're going to turn it into a blog. Then you're going to apparently, you know, you could turn it into a YouTube video. Then you could also make a pin, a beautiful pin on Pinterest and pin back to your blog. Like the the steps could be ridiculous. And if you're going to put one out every week, which like my podcast comes out every other week, because I was like, I can't. And I don't do all that. I do not have a YouTube channel. I do put some show notes on my blog, but it's like the bare minimum. Well, I'm it's coming not... to AI for my show notes this these days. <laughs> yeah. That ChatGPT is going to write my show notes from the transcript. Is what's going to happen here? Yeah, I mean, it's not SEO. Like an SEO person would be like, "You're failing," and I'd be like, "Okay, well, that's fine," because I'm like winning at not being on my computer all day. <laughs> So right. Okay and we that. can fail when we try to win too. I So after like 15, no, I was probably like 10 years at the time uh, of doing content marketing and like prescribing inbound marketing funnels and strategies for people. I had the hardest time marketing my own business. And it's because I'm not freaking Nike. I don't have a hundred billion dollars to spend on marketing and I'm doing all this as myself. Right. Yeah. And I actually hired a friend of mine to teach me how to do Instagram. Cause I was like, I really need to be, I need to be on Instagram. I need to be on Instagram. Right. That's where it is. This was like years ago, right. A few years. Mm-hmm. And so I, I decide to start posting for business and my Instagram's always been my personal. And I, I never forget. I was sitting in my office and I, I hit go and my son was in the living room and like a few minutes later, I, he was on Instagram. Apparently, he was like, "Ew, mom, cringy. What is this?" And I, I was like, "I know it's terrible. Why am I doing this?" Yeah, I'm like, "You're well, right. This is terrible." Yeah, and it's like if you wanted to do Instagram and it still felt terrible, but you really still felt a pull to do it, then I would say, "Keep going, and you'll get better." Yeah, and I don't think be I would have cared, but I was like, "Right? Why am I doing this?" Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right now I'm on 
Um, so I quit all social media and now, and then I was off everything for six weeks, which it was like, I kind of was like, I'm just going to quit. I don't think I can do online business, but I don't want to keep teaching. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm going to do it without social media, which my husband, Matt was like, wait, what? Isn't that what you're trying to like help people do? (laughs) Hold on. Like he was like, I mean, I support you, babe, but like what? And I was like, I know it seems weird. I kept, I stayed off for six weeks. And it was actually really annoying because in the six weeks, I was like, I'm going to really pitch to podcasts, like to be guesting on podcasts because I love chatting with people and it's real people. It feels like human connection. That's how I'm going to get people to know who I am. But while I was like researching people to go on their podcasts, like the computer was getting mad at me because I wasn't logging into Instagram. Like when I would click on someone's like website and then at the bottom, click on their little Instagram thing to go kind of see who they are and what they're like. It kept being like, oh, log in, log in. And I was like, which also made me stay off longer because I was like, you're trying to bully me, Instagram, into being on Instagram. Like, can I just look at, I can't even look at Instagram now without being logged into Instagram. So that's annoying. I know. And so eventually I feel like I lasted about six weeks and then I started feeling the pull back towards Instagram because I do like photography, always have. And Instagram has always felt like the least cluttered. Like I know there's ads mixed in, but they're like a little... It's just like, it's the night, in my opinion, it's the platform for me. But then slowly I was like, what about LinkedIn? Maybe I should get LinkedIn. Cause I feel like maybe there's like, somebody was like, you know, there's higher paying, like higher caliber clients maybe on like, there are kind of different audiences. Right. So I was thinking like, Instagram is where I am. Like Instagram is probably most like me. And then LinkedIn is like a little fancier than me, in my opinion. And then TikTok is like, more for my scrappy content, like my F that. Like I was like, okay, so this is like my scrappy thing. Instagram is like my normal everyday sort of place to go, like as a mom and a business owner. Then TikTok's my scrappy side and LinkedIn's my professional side. But now I feel overwhelmed again because I'm like, dang it, what did I do? <laughs> now I'm sucked back in. But okay, so you and I, so you and I met on Instagram and I don't use Instagram for business, mm-hmm. but I do have an account that I like, I rarely post some family stuff or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. But I heard you on a podcast and I thought you were awesome. And I wanted to reach out to you and tell you about, you talked about an embarrassing story and I had an embarrassing story that was similar. And so I was like, I'm going to, she's awesome. I want to talk to her and tell her about my hand in the jar story. (laughs) And so (laughs) you, I had my own hand in the jar story when you got your hand stuck in a jar while you're trying to do presentation. On the Facebook you were like, well, I guess you're just going to do this whole presentation with my hand in a jar. <laughs> I know Mason jars. You got to get the wide one. If you're going to try to do a little live drawing, you got to get the wide mouth. You got a chubby hand. Hot tip from DD for the presentations. Yes. Wide mouth. But I knew you said like, yeah, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. That's where I live. Mm-hmm. And so I went over to Instagram and I connected with you in the, in the messages over there. And that's where you and I talk, even though that's not where I spend time for business. So I don't think you have to be, I'm on LinkedIn all the time for business. That's like where I, you know, my professional persona lives over there or whatever, yeah. but I still connected with you on LinkedIn. So I don't even think you have to be everywhere. Hmm. People will find that's you. That's a good point. And you know what? It's so funny. Cause in my mind, you're a LinkedIn person. So I'm like, oh wait, I like you. So I should be on LinkedIn. Cause there's people, you know, but there's like people everywhere, but now you're reminding me that I guess you came to, you came to Instagram. So maybe I don't have to be on LinkedIn. I don't know. My new, my new goal is to just make some videos, like a handful of videos every month. And I will put whatever videos I feel like need to go on whichever of those platforms. (laughs) That's my new plan. I'm like, that's all I can do. Everybody. I can make 10, I'm making 10 videos a month. And like, I would say probably out of the 10 I make, if three landed on LinkedIn, that would be cool. 
Like, I don't hate LinkedIn. The problem is too, I don't like not like any, I really don't like Facebook. So like Facebook's not even in the equation, but those three, I'm like, I guess I'm like testing the waters in all three to see. Cause Instagram has kind of been like making me a little cranky with all their changes lately. And it just feels like we're supposed to work for these platforms. And I'm like, well, y'all aren't paying me. (laughs) And I think that's part of the, that's part of the like web three movement where people are moving. I mean, Ravel, you're in the Ravel collective and none of us I mean, we're all decentralized. We're on Circle and we're on Slack in our community. Mm -hmm. And I did that on purpose because Facebook was censoring everybody in the groups. There was like a really, they did a whole bunch of censoring, like right about the time I was starting Ravel last year. Oh, wow. I was like, ew, no, you don't tell me what I can and can't say. Mm -mm. Uh Uh-uh. No. I mean, yeah. Plus, no, we just don't want to be like under the thumb of the man. Yeah. Well, and I have a client who um, is over on Substack because she talks about like the healing properties of psychedelics. And I feel like Instagram, it got a little weird and it, they just like shut down her account, which she had spent, like hired a social media manager before, before she met me and had spent a lot of money to get her, you know, I think she was up to like six, 6,000 followers or something, but it had taken so much time and effort and posts and it was just gone. Like rude. One person like reported her. I don't know. It was like a weird little story. See, and that pisses me off. It's all gone. Like who do, who are you to say what people should and shouldn't talk about? Yeah. Yeah. So now she is over on Substack, which um, like as of now, I guess, allows people to mostly talk about whatever they want to, but she's over there and she's actually been over there for about a year and it's, um, she's a coach. So she doesn't need, that's the other thing is everybody thinks like, depending on what you do, you don't need that many clients. Like I can't, I do one-on-one work. I'm a freelancer. Like I don't need a thousand clients. I cannot handle a thousand clients. I need like right. 10 clients would be 10 like of the right clients. Amazing. Right? Yeah. Like that would be amazing. So I don't need to be an influencer. I don't need to post three times a day on TikTok. Like I don't need the volume of people looking at my stuff. I need to connect with the right people, which clearly, like you just said, I mean, like a podcast interview is a great way to connect with people. And I enjoy talking to other humans more than I enjoy writing captions and like you know, just talking to my phone, which I still like on a small scale, like 10 videos a month feels fun to me because I have stuff to say, like I have things I want to put out in the world and my podcast every other week feels like good. But when I start to feel like I'm on that hamster wheel of like, you got to keep going, you got to keep showing up. You got, I'm like, do I, do I really? Right. We got to question, we have to question that. Yeah. We really have to question that because we also, like you said, we don't need that many clients, Mm-mm. right? If we're a service-based entrepreneur, we don't need that many clients if we're charging appropriately. And if like you're doing what I think people should do, which is letting your freak flag fly, you're you're talking about things that you feel strongly about that maybe aren't mainstream, like commonly accepted ideas. And that makes you stand out mm-hmm. and you're going to turn a lot of people off, right? You're F that podcast, like you cuss, mm-hmm. you say things that people are like, wait, what? Yeah. Like me, the people who are totally like, yes, yes. We're the people that are going to be like, check out Deanna Seymour. Dee Dee's rad. You got to check her out. And then that trust, like the trust that we get from the people who really get us, that goes such a long way. It's so much more than like flipping through Instagram and seeing like a handful of people. Yeah. Well, also it's like, how many tips, how many tips can people give? Like also when I'm scrolling, (laughs) like I also try to think of my content too as like, what would I want to read? So, I mean, I kind of write my emails. Sometimes they get a little long because I can't help myself, but I do kind of cut myself off because I'm like, how, how long of an email could I read? And like, what do I want to read? I don't really necessarily for me personally want to learn all the time. I feel like people like 
if everybody's giving three tips to do this and two tips to do this and five ways you can do this. When I scroll Instagram, I feel like I should have a notepad and I should be taking notes, but that's not really what I go to Instagram for. Like, so I don't teach per se a lot in my content. I think I'm more so just like ask questions and have people like you're saying, like, think about things like, why are we doing this? Like just to get people thinking or to motivate people or to inspire people, because that's the kind of content I like, which seems really like self-centered to be like, I'm just going to make what I like. (laughs) Well, and to entertain, Mm -hmm. like why that should be one of our pillars, right? Yeah. I go to TikTok. Yeah. I don't, I have like two videos, I think, and they're both really dumb. I'm not a TikToker (laughs) at all. Right. And I like, will be caught dead before I dance, but it's so, some of it's just so entertaining that I love, like, just, I never know what I'm going to see. And I, we need more fun. Like life is very serious. Sometimes there's a lot of, like you said, we got to do our taxes and we got to do our bookkeeping and Mm -hmm. there's stuff we have to do, tuck the kids in, brush their teeth, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Sometimes I just really want to have fun and I don't feel like we get to have enough fun, Yeah, especially when we're worrying about like what we're supposed to be doing all the time. Yeah. You know, what's another thing that I kind of hate is really, really long captions. I'm like, who made that up? Who said that we have to write the longest captions? I know you're a writer. So maybe you're going to be like, we do. No. Why are they so long? (laughs) I don't know. LinkedIn is really hard for me sometimes because I want to interact with everyone's content that I want to support. But sometimes I'll be in a mood where I just can't read all that. (laughs) And I know we're like, it's like you've got a blog post on LinkedIn. And and I know they're doing that because, because apparently somebody said the the algorithm doesn't like you to put links in there because it drives traffic away from LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. So they're putting like the whole blog post in there instead of saying, hey, here's a teaser. You want more? Here's the link. Mm -hmm which is what I think you should do because that's the better user experience. Why would I make somebody take an extra step to go down into the comments 15 minutes later when you can put a comment in there and put the link in there? Yeah, Just give me what I need to know so I can engage with your your content and not spend 15 minutes doing it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was um, writing captions for a client's, um, we were working on her static nine grid, like the thing where you put up your posts on Instagram and then you can just focus on reels or go to a whole different platform, which is kind of part of what we're saying. Like, I don't think I know what a static nine grid I, oh, I'm off the back. What's okay. A static good. Nine grid? Okay. Um, so a static, oh, good. I'm off the I back. Mean, no, like good, good. This is fun. I was like, Oh, this is a thing. It's a learning moment. No. Um, so a static <laughs> nine grid is, it doesn't have to be nine, but nine is like a nice little number on Instagram. Cause it's three. So I would say like do nine, 12, 15, like at, Divisible by three. I'm like, what's the math word there? Like a is it a root? Is it a root <laughs> number? <laughs> is that I don't know. It's, I'm math and so times long. three, whatever. So that it looks nice. Where's our bookkeepers? What does it mean? I know, right? We need them. Um, and you just put them up and you kind of leave them up. It's like a permanent billboard on your Instagram so that you can go live on live on LinkedIn, but feel good about what's on Instagram. Or if you only like making videos, you can just have your grid and you don't post any more like photos or anything like that. But what I have found is that people come to my grid now because it's set up that way and they just know exactly what I do and what I offer. But I was talking to a client the other day, we were working through hers and her captions were really, really, really long. And I get it because it's like, Mm. you only have these nine grids and you want like people to know exactly what you do. And I told her, I was like, I mean, maybe I'm just self-centered, but like, I wouldn't read these. Like, I don't want to offend you, but these are too long. I would not read these. And she was like, well, I'm the type of person who really likes to get all the information. So I was like, okay, well, I should open my mind up a little bit. Like the ADHD is strong with me. So like maybe my tolerance for a long caption is like shorter than some people's. And then we kept talking. And then as we went on, she was like, 
Oh no, if these were someone else's captions, I would not read them. <laughs> like, okay, then I'm not, okay, we're on. And the truth comes out. So I was like, okay, well, we're definitely shortening these captions. And I feel like, you know, bullet points and stuff, but it's just the long captions are another thing that I'm like, who made this up and why do I feel the need to do it? So now I started writing shorter captions because the pressure to write long captions was keeping me from posting sometimes. Cause I was just like, yeah, ugh, I don't feel like it. And then I was like, oh, when I do things my way, it's much easier to show up. Everybody always talks about consistency, but if you do things you like in a way you like, it's so much easier to be consistent because you actually enjoy doing the thing you're doing. And even if you don't necessarily totally enjoy it, if you like make it your own, you can make it a little bit more enjoyable at least because maybe there's still some content that you're just like, I don't, I wish I didn't have to do any of this. Yep. That's a, this is a really good example of how we get conditioned into like, oh, everybody's saying we have to do it this way. And so we kind of lose our natural way of doing it. That might be like the magical essence of the way we should be doing it. I used to love to write and I've always had a really like expressive, like in, in school, I always got accolades for writing and it was always very creative and like expressive and like you could tell I wrote it. Yeah. But then I started and that's how I got into content writing, right? Back in the day. But over time, I started to learn that there was a right way and a wrong way because of SEO mm-hmm. and because of business blogging, because I wasn't doing creative writing anymore. I was doing business blogging. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize until just recently that I had lost my voice. Yeah. So now when I sit down I, and I'm like, why do I hate writing? Oh my God, I hate writing. What? All of a sudden. It's because when I sit down to express myself and I, I know I'm writing a blog, it starts coming out as a business blog. And I don't want it to sound like a business blog. I need it to sound like me because I just want to say what I want to say. And I don't want to worry about how many words there are or like what the headers say. And I'm just like, fuck it. I don't want to do it. I just want to say what I want to say, which is why we're podcasting because you're like, actually, I'm a little less filtered this way. I can't go back and be like, ah, delete, 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 run it through (laughs) Grammarly. Oh, you're right. I didn't mean that. Sorry. Yeah. Well, and I do the same thing. Like I don't, I've never, like, I know SEO is real. I know. Let me just say that to everybody. It's important. And and it it is legit. It works if you work it. Yes. However, <laughs> I don't want to. So I, I know. So I don't. Like, <laughs> I, people like my emails. And I'm like, well, this is weird that I'm not putting these emails anywhere. Like, especially the ones I feel really proud of. Why don't I put these on my blog? Like, back in the day, also, I had a Tumblr blog. Do you remember Tumblr? I I do. I never had one, but I I I had one called Dee Dee Does Drawing. So I like try to do a drawing every day. And then it turned into me like telling more stories. And before kids, I like sewed skirts and was like super crafty. And now I'm just like tired mom. But um, (laughs) hopefully one day I will get back my energy. But on that blog, I just had so much fun just kind of sharing things about me. And I think that's what I like what I was missing and what is in my emails that people like about my emails. Mm -hmm. It's like I practiced on Tumblr and then it went away for a while. And now I'm like, oh, every week I get to like write a little story about what I like or what I'm doing and how it kind of relates to my business. So I started putting them on my, on my blog. It's a WordPress blog on my site and I don't care about SEO, but there's that little like Yoast. Is that what it's called? Like, I literally don't really know anything about SEO. Yeah. So I haven't paid for it, but it still gives me like a red and orange or green. And I don't like, I, I really don't want a red. I don't know why. I mean, I always get a green for the writing and I'm like, yeah, except sometimes it says, um, 
for the SEO is like, you should have more headers. And I'm like, well, it doesn't need a header. It's a story. Like what am I? And that's what you were talking about. Like breaking it up for the sake of like, I think a header means it would be better SEO if I was writing an SEO style. So the, right. the computer doesn't know, but it's telling me to break up the story. And I'm like, I can't break up my story by being like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's annoying. Cause I'm like, that's not the point of this little light bulb over there. Mind your business. I know what I'm doing. I think the bottom line too, with all of this stuff that we're trying, like we're, we have a business, we have, we need visibility, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a certain number of options. We have a certain number of minutes in the day that we can do this crap and we just can't do everything. And so we have to do what's going to give us the most bang for our buck yes. that we're also going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. So with the time that you spend fucking around with Yoast mm-hmm. and worrying about the red light, green light, like what could you do with that time that would feel better? Like maybe be on a podcast and get some visibility in front of someone else's audience. Yes. Or I don't know, like, well, also I think it ruins my, like, if I were to follow its rules, it would like ruin your mojo. It would actually, in those cases, it would ruin the the user experience too. Like people be like, this is weird. But then the Mm -hmm. other day I did write an SEO blog on the static nine grid. Cause I was like, this is the thing I think people don't really know about, which, so don't feel like you didn't know. Like, I don't think a lot of people know. And when I Google it, not a lot of results come up. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put, like, this is where I'm going to put my little SEO hat on and like, make sure all my things, all my images are labeled with really strong SEO, you know, titles. And I am going to have some subheadings that I'm kind of going to say static nine grid a little more than I would if I was just talking to a person. (laughs) Like, Like I pulled out my tricks, but that was like for that specific blog that will be on my website and I can link on my sales page. You know, like, like you're saying, I feel like there's like a time and it's like tools, but it's when we stop using our own brain to figure out like what we want, what's our style, what makes us happy when the, when the like to-do lists get in our way, that's when we're like, ugh. then our content can, can actually do the opposite. Cause it's like not fun anymore. I guess the blog I wrote the other day is very informative, but if I only put out informative, like long form informative blogs, I don't think people would tell me, like, I don't think I would get the reaction from you if my emails were that same style. You'd be like, oh, great. Another email. I'm not going to read. <laughs> no. And I, those are most of the emails you should see my, I mean, you can't see my hand right now, but <laughs> I'm holding my pretend phone in my hand <laughs> and I'm swiping all my emails to erase them yeah. on my every morning mm-hmm. because, and I'm, I get all kinds of like repeat emails. Like, Hey, did you get that email from me from a real person? I'm like, Oh, must've been moving so quickly. I accidentally <laughs> erased it because there are too many of them. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of my email, yeah. which is why like, I love having all of you guys in Ravel. Cause then I don't have to email anybody that I really like. Cause you guys are all in there <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, we're just talking and I don't have to email you guys. Well, also, I mean, speaking of Ravel, it's like, that's my thing for 2023 too, is spending more time. Like you're saying, not spending time on Yoast, like trying to make it the light green. I want to meet more people. I like people. And now, and like, I left a job where I saw, I mean, hundreds of children every day, but also my coworkers and, you know, you eat lunch with somebody and like, now I work in my, you know, office by myself. So I like people. So like in 2023, I'm like, I'm going to be joining more memberships and taking less courses. I'm going to be joining more networking groups and being more on more podcasts and making less just content of like, putting stuff out in the world. I like writing my emails, so I'll keep doing those. But yeah, I want to talk to people. Hmm. I think there's a tremendous amount of power when women get together because we're sort of like, we have it actually an evolutionary advantage when it comes, because we're all under this like general stress level all the time, right? Mm -hmm. 
living under the patriarchy. So we're all stressed out. We're taking care of our kids. We're sitting home alone, staring at our rock instead of sitting in a cave together, staring at the rock together. Like we used to been, would have been years ago. And so we all are trying to like do all these things, feeling like we're failing because we can't do all the things, but nobody can do all the things except we don't know it because we're sitting alone in our office looking at our rock by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And once you start talking to your friends in whatever community you're in, you're like, oh my God, you feel like that too? Oh my God, it's not just me. I'm not failing completely. The system is failing. And like we bond together, but there's this thing called, um, you know, fight, flight, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, Mm -hmm. like those stress responses. Um, There's another one and women predominantly express this uh, and it's called tend and befriend. Okay. So when we feel stress, we tend to want to reach out to other women and say, Hey, are you okay? I'm not okay. What's going on here? Like, let's come together and take care of each other. And so we do that, but we can't do that if we see each other as competition. Mm -hmm. And I love like everybody in Ravel in this community is like, there are some people who are doing kind of the same thing, but we're all connected enough that we can see what's different about it. Yeah. Like we can see clearly what's different about you and someone else who does social in the group or, or design. Yeah. And it, it eliminates the competition so that we can say, oh yeah, you got to talk to Didi instead of saying, oh, she's the competition. Yeah. 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 Do you want to know something funny that I learned from Mary Kay? Like the makeup place? Always. So, okay. I joined Mary Kay and I actually like got really into it. I, I'm always, I always joke that I would like easily join a cult. Like Matt is always like, we cannot listen to anything about a timeshare. We can't do it. Like, I'm always like, okay, I'm in, sign me up. So I signed up for Mary Kay right after I graduated college. And I even flew to Dallas for their like, you know, conference or whatever. Yeah. Like I was in it. I did not sell hardly anything. And I eventually quit very quickly. So it wasn't like, whatever. I was not good at Mary Kay, but I was like in deep in the beginning. (laughs) And they are actually very like nice they have this like adoption pro- like I don't know what it's called it is like adopt the adopt like my person who signed me up lived in Kentucky but I lived in Virginia and so they they have this thing where like directors in Virginia like adopt me and train me and help me and I can go to their meetings even though they're not making a commission off of me because the idea is that like Julia's the lady who signed me up in Kentucky would help somebody else so there was like even though MLM's whatever we could go down that rabbit hole but like I thought that was pretty cool. Like we can all just like help each other. It doesn't matter like who's getting whose commission. And they also were really big on like not stealing anybody else's customers because they were just like, oh, everybody, everybody has a face. <laughs> I just think it's a funny <laughs> thing to say. That's a funny <laughs> Everybody thing. has a face. And, but I really think it like helped shape too, like my anti-competitiveness. Like, you know, you think of how many users there are on every platform, like how many business owners there are, like I'm always like, everybody has a face. It's fine. Like, it doesn't matter if someone else does social or if they're, you know, have a podcast that's like, there's a lady, I was just on her podcast, the disobedient boss, who's very similar Ooh. to me, you know, F that podcast. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, she's super awesome. But she was in the anti-hustle holiday and I was on her podcast. It just came out this week. And like, not once was I like, we seem similar. We're both rule breakers in the online business world. You know? Yeah. I was not like that. Claws out. Yeah. And I'm like, I think, I sort of think Mary Kay, like, instilled that in me that everybody has a face. So it's fine. No, that's the trend. That's the trend is women not competing with each other. Like that's a patriarchy thing. We've been pitted against one another Mm -hmm. since the beginning of time. And it's a way to keep us 
like oppressed and I'm fucking over it (laughs) because not only does it keep us lonely, but it keeps us from like really getting to know other women in business who could refer us or, you know, support us in some way. And like, okay, another story, check this out. So bonobo chimps are a matriarchal species. Okay. And they they share, they share like 99% of their DNA with us. And so they're a matriarchal society and the women chimps, they run the show. They basically like, love it. The shit, <laughs> right. And I'm not saying that we should be a matriarchy because that's still power over. And I think like we need power with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but occasionally since the male chimps are still bigger and stronger than the females, like one will get a wild hair up his ass and he'll like challenge a female. And it's likely that she will lose because he's bigger and stronger. But if even one other female chimp is in on the fight, the male loses a hundred percent of the time. So I'm just putting it out there that like, if all of us women got together and banded together, we would pretty much be unstoppable. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. That's perfect. (laughs) Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. I read that in a book recently called um, Making the Matriarchy. Okay. In in case anybody wants to know, it's a really good book. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm all about it. It just makes, again, I'm like, it's also more fun with friends, like talking about going back to what we were saying about content. Like it's going to be more fun if we're not like rare to everybody and we're like friends with everybody. Well, something else that I don't, think we all think about is like, we talk about needing the support when the times are hard in our business or whatever to cry on the shoulder. But sometimes I find myself needing to share a win mm-hmm. with somebody. And and I don't feel really good like getting on LinkedIn and being like, oh, check this out, blah, 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 blah. But I really want somebody to share in like the joy with me that that I'm experiencing because of the hardship that I've overcome to get there or whatever. Yeah. And um. And there's like a really, really good feeling that comes when you have a friend that is genuinely like willing to share in the joy with you in a win without being like, oh, you're taking my business from me or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's nice to have somebody too, to ask you like, hey, how'd that, how'd that launch go? Like maybe you get to celebrate or maybe you get to cry about it. (laughs) It's really nice to have someone give a shit about you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and sometimes I forget, I mean, when you're by yourself and you feel overwhelmed and you have a million things on your to-do list, it's really easy to not celebrate wins. Like you're just like, Mm-hmm. Okay, right on to the we next forget, thing. Yeah. yeah, you're just like, okay, cool. That was we awesome. We have to That's stop and and share the wins. Like, and I I need to be better about that in the group. Mm-hmm. In like about saying like, okay, what are the wins? But I don't want to also be cheesy and like, okay, it's Friday. What's the wins today? Because yeah. well, it's, you know, it's it's nice to have an opportunity to. Share sometimes them. we win on a Tuesday. I don't no. know, <laughs> but and I don't know about you. Does your husband understand? Like, does your spouse get what you do? Is he like a business guy or is he a clock in clock out kind of guy? No, yeah, he's a line cook. So like. He has no idea. He does listen a lot, or at least look like he's good at looking like he's because like, I'm he sure looks like he's I'm sure it's so boring. <laughs> a good actor. Like, he did work with Spielberg. He was in Lincoln. Ooh. He was in that movie Lincoln. He always jokes. He's always like, I've worked with him. Oh, Spielberg, I've worked. I worked with back when I worked with Spielberg. <laughs> I think actually Spielberg did sort of direct him and be like, all right, tone it down extra over there. Cool, cool your jets. But um <laughs> Anyway, sorry, that was a ramble. Um, he does listen and he does celebrate with me a little bit, but I feel like he doesn't really get it. Like, you know, it's not the yeah, same as like boxering with a business friend and saying like, oh my God, this happened. And like, he's there, but he doesn't get it. And the same way I don't get it. If he's like complaining about work and how somebody left the egg station a mess and da da da, you know, like, I'm like, that's, 
sucks, you know, but I don't really know. I'm like, what? I don't know though. I, I try, I like really get into it when Jeremy complains about his work and I'm like, that's bullshit. No way. Uh, uh-uh. uh, or like, <laughs> but maybe that's just me. He, he, I have had to really train my husband to ask about like, how was the interview? Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I just, I just sit here sometimes. Cause he's a very like clock in clock out kind of guy. He was a machinist for years and now he works for the union and he's like, Basically, he could not tell you what I do. Mm-hmm. Literally has no idea how to describe what I do. My husband and my son both say like something in website, maybe <laughs> websites or something <laughs> like not even no. Yeah. <laughs> but go, we'll go with yeah, it. Yeah, sure. sure. Whatever. Yeah. It's so funny. I love it. That reminds me of Chandler on Friends. I feel like they never knew what Chandler did. I don't know. Oh, you're right. They didn't. <laughs> um, God. Okay. So let's, let's bring it back. Okay. I know you and I could probably talk forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to get some NyQuil in you yes. <laughs> and get a rest before this cold takes over. Um, okay. So if you were to tell the girls in Ravel, the women, the ladies, what they should do, how they should approach their social and their, their digital marketing, what would you tell them? How would you tell them to think about it? I mean, I would just say, I would just say, go with like what feels good for you, because I do think, I do strongly think that that is what is going to be your best content. Now, if what feels best to you is like, you know, hiding because you're nervous and you don't want to be on video or whatever, like if there's things that you feel intrigued by, but nervous about, that's different, I think, then like, then that's a a situation where you can like practice and get better. But if it's something where you literally are like, I do not want to go on video. I have no desire to go on video. I hate being on video. Then even though video is like cool right now, like maybe it's not for you. Um, but if you're like intrigued by it and you want to try it, but you're like nervous, that's different. I don't want people to think that I'm just like, only do things that are fun. Like, you know, don't even push yourself at all. Like, that's not my thing. So you're not saying don't try things. You're saying experiment yeah. and see what feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know I like, as as we talked about with the TikTok thing, I tried that. It didn't feel good. <laughs> it won't be happening again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And trust yourself, like trust your reactions you know, maybe give it a try, give it a couple tries and be like, that's just not my thing. And it's okay if it's not your thing. And honestly, when I sit down with people, most of the time, like I was doing these marketing maps with people for a while and we would sit down and go through all the different things they're doing. And a lot of people say things like, I know I should be doing, I should be blogging more. I should be doing this. It's like totally everything you talk about and should, 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 should. should. And then I say like, where are all your clients coming from? And they're like referrals and networking and people. And I'm like, okay, so then cool out on being so mean to yourself about all the content. Like, I think it's good to show up just to remind people like, Hey, I'm here and here's what I do. But if you're not trying to be an influencer, which I don't think most of us are, you just need to show up enough to remind people that you're here because people like me are scrolling and like, Oh yeah, I kept, I mean, I meant to buy that course or I meant to get that thing or I meant to connect with her, whatever. You just need to like remind people you're there. You don't have to take over to, you don't have to go viral. You don't take over TikTok. You just got to like pop in and make sure people know you're there. Yeah, totally. And I think like the misconceptions around what like networking, what effective networking is makes people not want to do that because like to get referrals, they think they have to be going to all these BNI events or networking, putting on their suit and going to these networking events and like, here's my business card. <laughs> and that's not, that's not it. <laughs> not it at all. No, no. I love, I mean, I love having coffee chats. I think it's nice. It's like a nice break for me in the day. And I just met 
a woman the other day, which now I'm like, oh, forgot her name, which is not good networking, but I know where to find her contact info. Don't, don't worry, everybody. I know who she was, <laughs> but she does marketing too and design and her stuff is awesome. And she is great at like murals and wrapping cars and making product stuff, which is all oh, wow. stuff I don't do, but her vibe is so fun. So I feel like now, like you're saying, anyone I meet that I'm helping, or maybe they're not even a client of mine who maybe goes on to make a product, like I know exactly who they should go see. And it's her. And she's super cool. Yeah. And I'm like, that was like a fun break in my day. I met a new person and I can help her and she can help me. Like if she doesn't want it, like there's stuff she doesn't like doing that I do. And I don't know. It's just fun. Yeah. And knowing people who do high quality work that you can refer is a really valuable thing to know these days because because there's such little trust, like it's hard to build trust. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people doing digital marketing and you don't know who to go to. And you don't want to go on Facebook and ask in a big group, like, hey, does anybody know somebody who does social? Because that's just a recipe for like inbox inundation. Yes. But if you ask some, like if you know somebody and you can give a solid referral and that person saves time yeah. and gets a high quality product, they're going to have all kinds of thanks and reciprocity for you just for saving them all kinds of time. Yeah. So yeah. I, th I say like, get to know what people do really well and remember that mm -hmm. because you're going to build all kinds of reciprocity just by telling other people, oh yeah, I know somebody here. Yeah. Yeah. People, huge, huge gratitude when you can send somebody great their way. Yeah. So you heard it here first. Didi says, do what feels good. Yeah. You have permission. Question everything. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Where can everybody find you? Um, I guess for now, still on Instagram. It's the Deanna Seymour. And that's my name on TikTok too. So you could check in there and see what I'm doing. Uh, we'll see how long I last. She's pretty funny. We'll see how long I last. But there might be some overlap. So either place. <laughs> and then your podcast too. You're still doing your podcast. Yes. F that. Breaking the rules of online business. And you can find that at fthatpodcast.com. All right. Yay. Thank you. All right. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Of course. I love it. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for joining in the conversation. I want to thank you for being here. And if you like what you heard, consider giving your fellow Raveler a virtual hug by texting her episode to a friend or sharing it with your audience on your favorite social media platform. When women support each other, we are capable of anything. And if you're not already part of the Ravel Collective and just happen to find this episode somehow, head over to the website at RavelCollective.com for all the juicy details on joining us.